Okay, hello, welcome to, this is the MMA reaction, this is a UFC 223 preview, pre-show, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm your host, Ekoi uh, Ivy, and uh, I'm going to break down the fight card, I'm not going to, I'm only going to start with Caceres Lobov, which is the main event of the fight pass prelims, because the other fights I'm not that interested in, um, I'm just going to cover this card as much as possible. In the future, I'm more of a fights that I care about kind of guy, so I'm just going to break down the fights I care about. So I'm going to start with Caceres and Lobov. Uh, let's see, uh, Caceres is 29 years old, 5'9", 135 pounds. He's got 13 wins with 11 losses. Uh, in terms of wins, he's got three, take three TKO KOs, Five submissions and five decisions. Losses six by way of submission. One TKO loss and four decision losses. Uh, he has lost three of his last five. Uh, most recently, he lost to Guan Wang by split decision at UFC Fight Night 122. That was the Bisbing versus Gaslam fight card. Um, I think Alex is one of those guys who's probably better than his record would indicate a lot of times. Um, however, he's incredibly up and down with a 13 and 11 record. Uh, not looking too great as of late. However, Artem Lubov, um, not much better uh, or maybe even worse. He is 31 years old, five foot nine, 146 pounds, well, 45. He's got 13 wins and 14 losses. Of those 13 wins, he's got four TKO KO wins, two submission wins, and seven by coming uh, by way of decision. 14 losses on this guy's record. He's got one KO loss, two submission losses, and 11 decision losses. So the question is, who is going to win? This is a tricky one. Um, in terms of Lobov, of his last six fights. He's won two of them. Uh, losing to Cub Swanson and Andre Feely most recently. My feeling on this is it's a pretty hard pick. I think this fight could go either way. Uh, but I'm kind of leaning towards Caceres um, winning this fight. I, I don't know by what. Probably decision because I don't think that Caceres has the punching power to finish Lobov's, but he can outpoint him, and I think he's probably a little more comfortable on the ground uh, if it goes that direction. Um, Caceres has a 73-inch reach and a 41-inch leg advantage uh, over Lobov, who is the shorter fighter at 65 reach uh, in terms of arms, and his legs are pretty short too at 38 inches. Um, according to the UFC's page, um, they're pretty close in striking accuracy. On Caceres has the advantage of takedowns. Lobov's not coming down. He's just going to stand up and fight anyway. I think. I think. I think Caceres probably got this one by decision. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was, I'm saying Caceres. So. Next fight, Evan Dunham versus Oliver Abun Moussier. Abin Mercier, maybe? The Quebec kid. 
This is an interesting fight because Evan's been fighting for so long, man. And it's interesting because even though he's been fighting so long, he is currently kind of on a he's on a four fight win streak. With the last the last was a draw to Benil Dariush, um, but uh, Evan is thirty six years old, so he's up there in age for sure. Five foot ten, 155 pounds. He's got 18 wins and six losses. Of those 18 wins, three are by KO or TKO, six are by sus- submission, and he's got nine decisions. He has six losses on his record, two of them by KO, one by submission, and three decision losses. Evan's a gamer. He's always going to, uh, he's always ready to fight, and he fights forever. Um, I have no doubt that he could probably beat this kid who is 29. He's five foot nine, 155. He fights at a TriStar gym. Uh, he's a Canadian guy. The interesting thing about him, he's got 10 wins and two losses. Eight of those 10 wins have come by way of submission. He's won two decisions, and both his losses are by decision. So that looks impressive on paper. However, this is only his third fight in the UFC. And so far, he's beat Drew Dober at UFC 206, and he's beat Tony Martin. So if you were to stack Evan against uh, this young kid, Oliver, Evan's, Evan's last five fights have been against Rodrigo, Rodrigo Dam, Ross Pearson, Joe Lozon, Rick Glenn, and Benil Dariush. I think Benil Dariush is probably the stiffest of all the competition in the last several fights, and that was a draw. Uh, his last loss was to Edson Barboza. Uh, Evan Dunham lost to Edson Barboza at UFC Fight Night 45, which and he lost to Donald Cerrone and then Rafael. So that was kind of a murderer's row of 155 pounders. So it's it's up in the air. I think I think Evan probably gets it done over this kid uh, by decision. However, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if uh, maybe this is this kid's coming out party. Kind of. Uh, Gets a good win over a ranked opponent, but I, I still think uh, Evan's going to get it by decision. Next fight, and this is all F- FS1 prelims. Um, Joe Lozon versus Chris Grutzmacher. So this is kind of an interesting fight. I think everybody knows Joe, Lon- Joe Lozon's deal. He's 33 years old. He's five foot ten. He's 155 pounds. Uh, he fights out of his own gym. He has 27 wins and 14 losses. Uh, of his wins, seven are by way of TKO or KO. He has 18 submission wins and two decision wins. Two decisions out of 27 wins. That's crazy. All right, so as I was saying, out of 27 wins, 18 of them by way of submission. That's insane. Uh 14 losses, 5 by KO, 3 by submissions, and 6 by decision. Uh, now, the interesting thing is, okay, so out of the last 6 fights, Joe has lost 4 of them. He's only got wins over Diego Sanchez and Marcin Held, but he's lost to Dunham, Miller, Jim Miller, Stephen Ray, and most recently, Clay Guida beat him by TKO. So, uh, one has to wonder, as, as many wars as uh, Joe's been in, how much, how much more does he have in the tank? How much more does he have? Um, now, against this guy, Chris Grutzmacher, uh, he's 31. He's 5'8", 155. 
He's got a good record at 13 wins and 3 losses. All three of his losses have came by way of submission. In terms of wins, he got 6 KO, TKOs, got 3 submission wins and 4 decisions. What I find interesting, this is only the fourth fight in the UFC. Okay, so his first fight was uh, he beat Abner Loveras. Uh, this was at UFC Ultimate Fighter Finale 22. Then he lost to Chaz Kelly uh, following that fight by submission. And then he lost to Davy Ramos most recently at UFC 123, or UFC Fight Night 123 by submission again. Now, Joe Lozon has 18 submissions, and he's probably one of the best first-round fighters on the roster because we all know Joe tends to fade after the first round. So I'm thinking, and my opinion means dick. It doesn't mean anything. However, uh, I'm thinking that this kid, Chris Grutzmacher, is probably going to get submitted in the first round. If he doesn't get submitted, if he gets out of the first round, he probably wins. Uh, who knows? Probably by TKO or a decision. I don't think he's going to submit Joe Lozon. Uh, so I'm saying my prediction is that Joe Lozon gets a submission in the first round. That's what I think. Next fight is Ray Borg versus Brandon Moreno. This is an interesting fight. Very Well, for those of us who are into flyweight fights, uh, this is interesting to me. I, I like this fight. So first, uh, Ray Borg is 24, very young guy, 5'4", 125 pounds. He has 11 wins and 3 losses. Uh, of his 11 wins, 6 are by submission, 1 by TKO, and 4 of them come by way of decision. Uh, of his 3 losses, he's lost once by submission, most recently, and his uh, other losses are both from decision. So, Ray Borg has won 5 of his last 7 fights. However, the most recent loss was for the title at flyweight to Demetrius Johnson. He lost via armbar in the fifth round. Uh, that was a suplex armbar spectacular thing that DJ did again. Um, so it's kind of hard to know where he's at. I think he's super skilled fighter, super young. Um, however, I think Brandon Moreno is just as skilled and just as interesting as a prospect. He's also 24 years old. He's a lot taller at five foot seven, 125 pounds. He's got 14 wins and 4 losses. Of those 14 wins, he's got 1 KO, TKO, and 10 submissions with 3 decisions. Of all of his losses are decision only, so he's never been finished as a fighter. Um, up until his last fight, uh, which he lost to Sergio Pettis at Fight Night 114 uh, by decision, he was on almost a 10-fight win streak. So... Um, he looks pretty good. I kind of, I kind of see him as a sleeper. He is an underdog. I think uh, Ray Borg is favored to win. However, I just, I kind of feel like Moreno's gonna pull something out here. Now I don't know whether it's gonna be a decision or if he's gonna get a submission on board. Probably not. But I do think that Brandon Moreno is probably gonna pull this one off and uh, kind of really announce himself at the flyweight division. I, I see him, I see him fighting. Uh, at the very least, he's gonna be fighting the top, the top three for a while. I think I could be wrong, but I think uh, I think Brandon Moreno's a real talented guy, and uh, I think he's uh, he's coming up. So, the uh, main event of the Fox Sports One prelims is gonna be 
Carolina Kovokovic versus Felice Herring. This is a good fight. Um, so let's start with Carolina. Uh, Carolina is 32 years old. She's five foot three, 114 pounds. Uh, she has 11 wins and two losses. She has one KO, TKO, two submission wins, and eight decisions. Of her two losses, she's lost once by submission and once by decision. Um, the only two losses on her record are obviously Joanna Yonjengcek and Claudia Gedalia, two of the very best 115-pound women's fighters in the world. Uh, she's very active, too. Her last win was over Jody Esquibel. Uh, that was at Fight Night 118. Um, that was the Cerrone versus Teal card. And that was a decision win. So, I don't really see her having too much trouble with Felice Harry. Felice is a super scrapper, and she's a tough, tough chick. But um, I think Carolina's Carolina's just a, a way... A way, way better fighter. Uh, Felice is 33. She's five foot four, 115 pounds. She's got 14 wins and six losses. She's got nine decision wins, four submission wins, and one KO TKO win. Of her six losses, they all come by wide, all come by way of decision. So she's a super tough chick. Um, I don't think Carolina is going to finish her by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do think she's going to win a decision and she's going to make it look pretty uh, academic. Um, now, Felice is a, is a super tough chick, and she will make it a fight if Carolina gets into, she can't get into a brawl, something like that. Um, she can get hit, she can get hurt, but I think uh, I think Felice probably is, is, is going to come up short on this one, and Carolina is definitely going to win by decision. At least that's how I see it going. Who knows? So now the first fight on the main card is Al Quinta versus Paul Felder. It's a good fight, too. Um, kind of hard to call. Now, in terms of, of odds, they have uh, Ayakinta as a negative 115 favorite, and Felder's... Oh, it's a, basically a pick because he's Felder's at a negative 105, so there's no underdog in this fight. It's a pick Can go either direction. Um, so let's look at Al Ayakinta. He's 30 years old. He's five foot seven, 155 pounds. He is uh, holding a record of 13 wins and 3 losses. He's got 7 KO, TKOs, 1 submission, and 5 decision wins. Of his 3 losses, they all come by way of submission. Um, and he has is currently on a 5-fight win streak. Um, I think key here is he does... Al Iquinta has a win over Jorge Mastaball, which I think is... is speaks a lot because Jorge is a tremendous fighter and probably um, underappreciated. So I think that's a huge win for Al. And um, his last win was over Diego, Chan Diego Sanchez at UFC Fight Night 108. Uh, he beat him by KO. That's not nothing to write home about. So the deal is, is Paul Felder, he is 32, 5'10", 155. He's got 15 wins and three losses. Uh, of those 15 wins, 10 of them are come by way of KO or TKO. He's got one submission win. He's got four decision wins. Three losses. He lost once to KO, TKO, and he's got two decision losses. Um, when he, Everyone kind of knows he was kind of thrown to the wolves originally when he first came to the UFC. Really fighting some tough guys. Um, most recently, he is, of his last six fights, he's won five of them. Uh, the only loss coming by way of TKO, Dr. Stoppage. Uh, by Fran Francisco Trinaldo. 
Uh, that was at UFC Fight Night 95. Uh, most recently, he beat Charles Oliveira at UFC 218. This is the Holloway versus Aldo 2 card. He beat him by TKO elbows. It's a pretty tough uh, fight for me to call. However, I kind of feel like Al's a little bit more well-rounded. I think that if Paul's getting the best of him on the feet, which is super possible uh, because Paul's incredibly skilled stand-up fighter, I think I, th- I kind of see... I kind of see Ikenta taking him down and uh, maybe maybe ground and pounding him, beating him up on the floor. Um, he does he does fight uh, at Sarah Longo fight team. So Matt Sarah, probably like one of the best BJJ coaches around. So I got to assume that, that his ground game's probably a lot better than Paul's. And I think that if he gets in danger on the feet, if he can't hang, he's going to go to the ground. He's going to probably ground and pound Paul. Uh, I don't know if we'll finish him there, but I kind of I kind of see see uh, Al uh, beating him up on the ground and, and taking the decision win. Up next is Kiesa versus Anthony Pettis. Michael Kiesa versus Anthony Pettis. This is a very interesting fight, and um, let's talk about Michael Kiesa. He's thirty years old. He's six foot one, hundred fifty five pounds. He has 14 wins and three losses. Of his 14 wins, 10 of them come from submission, four decisions. That's no surprise. Everybody kind of knows what Kies's deal is. Uh, of his three losses, he lost twice by submission and once by KO. Uh, most recently, it was the quote-unquote controversial technical submission by Kevin Lee. Um, that was at Fight Night 112. That was He was the main event of that card. Uh, Kevin Lee beat him by rear naked choke. Supposedly he didn't tap, but that's up to debate. Uh, before that, he beat Daniel uh, Benil Dariush. He beat Jim Miller, and he beat Mitch Clark. Uh, he actually has a loss to Joe Lozon. Um, this is an interesting fight because Pettis, who's 31, 5'9", 155, he has 20 wins and 7 losses. Uh, of his 20 wins, 9 of them are KOs, TKOs, 7 of them are submissions, and he's got 4 decision wins. 7 losses, he's lost once by knockout, 1 by submission, and he's lost 5 decisions. The problem here is that in the last 6 fights, I'm sorry, 7 fights, Pettis has lost 5 of the last 7. Wins, he's got wins only over Charles Oliveira, and Jim Miller. He most recently lost to Dustin Poirier at UFC Fight Night 120. That was a submission. His first, I think that was his only, no, no, yeah, that was his only submission lost. And that was to a body triangle. Um, so I don't know what's going on with uh, with Pettis, but he, he lost he lost his belt to Rafael Dos Anjos. Then he lost to Eddie Alvarez. Then he lost to Edson Barboza. Lost to Max Holloway. There's no shame in that, obviously. And then he lost to Dustin Poirier. A lot of losses. So um, his last big win was over Gilbert Melendez. That was in 2014. Um, so it's interesting, man. It's hard to it's hard to know what's going on. Is he just real shop worn? He's got a lot of fights, um, and he's been in a lot of real. I don't know what kind of wear and tears on his body is that breaking down or people figured him out um so i'm kind of i'm and i'm kind of leaning towards michael chiesa here um and i what i've seen from the from the pre-fight stuff so far it looks like he's 
He's uh, added a little bit of bulk to him. Look like he's in real good shape, better shape than normal. You know, he's he's kind of a smooth dude. Doesn't doesn't carry one of those crazy physiques, but um, I, what I've seen as of late is he's really he's really looked like he's he's put some work in on the gym, and he's 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 looked like he looks strong um, from what I've seen from like the uh, just the the pre-fight stuff. So I think I think Kiesa probably wins this fight. I don't know if he's going to get a submission. I guess he probably could, but I'm leaning towards decision over Pettis. Um, at least that's what I'm leaning for. So I'm going to say Michael Chiesa wins by decision over Pettis. And then we got a strange one here. The next fight is Hanato. Is actually, his name is uh, Hanato Mociano Carnario. And... Uh, He's facing Calvin Qatar. This is a weird fight to be on the be the th- third to last on a main event. Like I don't, I'm really confused about that. You got the number 11, 145 pounder, and the another number 13, 145 pounder. I mean, I would have much rather seen Carolina Kovalkovich on the main card. I don't. Well, they might be doing that to get pay per view buys too. I'm not really sure how they're doing that, but I just felt like this is a really weird fight to have on the main card. Um, I would even have rather seen like Borg Moreno on the main card over these two guys. Um, so let's talk about Hanato. He's 28. He's five foot 11, 145. He's very, very tall for 145 pounds. He has 11 wins and only one loss of his 11 wins. He's got five submissions and six decisions. His one loss comes by way of submission. And that was to Mr. Ortega. And that was, uh, UFC 214, Cormier versus Jones 2. He lost his submission in the third round in a fight that he was uh, pretty clearly pretty clearly winning. So uh, I think the skills there, he does have wins over Jeremy Stevens and uh, Turkogov. So I think that Jeremy Stevens win, that's probably a pretty big, pretty big win, even though it was a split decision. And then that loss to Brian Ortega obviously sent him back a little bit. Um, but he looks like a good a good prospect. Let's look at uh, Calvin Qatar. He's 35 foot 11, 145. Another tall, tall lean guy. He's got 18 wins, uh, seven KOs, three submissions, and eight decisions. He's got two losses, one submission, and one decision. He's on a huge uh, fight streak right now. An 11 fight win streak right now. But however, those are all in uh, regional. Uh, promotions. He's this is only his third fight in the UFC. He's got a win over Andre Feely, and he's got a win over Shane Burgos, and that was pretty recent. That was in, back in January at UFC 220. Uh, that was by TKO punches. Um, I mean, I gotta be honest. I don't really know a lot about either one of these guys. Um, I think it's it's probably a toss up. Either one could probably win. Um, I would say I would say Hanato's probably got a, a slightly better chance, but who? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I mean, at this point, either one of them can win. I think they probably should have been relegated to Fox Sports One card anyway. So, I'll say I'll say uh, Canario wins. Canario, uh, but if Qatar wins, yeah, good for him, man. I hope I hope that they do well and I hope they progress. But I don't I don't know why they're on the main card. I don't know much about them. So now we're getting into the first title fight. And this is going to be Rose Namajunas versus Joanna Uh This is a rematch for the 
title that Rose had just won. So let's talk about Rose. Rose is only 25 years old. She is five foot five, 115 pounds. Uh, UFC says she has an eight and three record, and I'm looking at Sherdog. Sherdog says she's seven and three. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll go off of Sherdog's. It says seven and three, so she's got one TKO win, five submission wins, one decision win, and over three losses, it's one submission and two decisions. Um, she has won five or less six fights. Her only loss in the last six fights was to Karolina Kovalkovich, and that was a decision by split decision. Um, most recently, obviously, she she uh, TKO'd Joanna Jonjenczyk. As says at 217, UFC 217, Bisbing versus St. Pierre. Um, pretty shallow, pretty shallow fight record. I mean, she has she only got 10 fights, maybe 11 fights. Uh, on her record, but she's so young and so talented, it's difficult for me. She, she only seems to be getting better. Every fight she learns, she's got a great attitude. She's, um, I really think that that Rose is probably where she's going to stay for a while. Joanna is thirty years old. She's five foot six, also one hundred fifteen pounds. She trains out of American Top Team. In Florida, she has 14 wins and only one loss. Obviously, that one loss come from Rose, and it was a uh, TKO. Um, of her wins, she's got four knockout TKOs. She's got one submission win, and she's got nine decisions. Joanna uh, is a volume puncher. She's a volume striker. She wins by volume of damage. And um, the interesting thing is, is that she takes a lot of damage, too. And I think that might finally be catching up with her. And I think it was evident... From the Carolina fight, Carolina, uh, Carolina Kovulcevic, she put her down in, I think, the fourth round of their fight. And it looked pretty scary for a minute. Jessica Andrade looked, looked pretty strong against her, too. Hit her with a lot of big shots. Um, obviously, she was able to uh, sustain and still get the decision win. And then Rose came through, and, I mean, that left hook was, was masterful. And, I mean, it really put her out. So the question here is how much... How much wear and tear has been on Joanna is was it just a perfect perfect punch or is or is her chin starting to uh show signs of wear and tear I'm not I'm not ready to say that 100% I mean watching the UFC embedded and uh she seems real focused she seems like she's she's changed her attitude a little bit she wasn't at the at this uh at the press conferences she looked a lot more calm she looked re- ready to go she wasn't trying to instigate any kind of reaction out of Rose so I think maybe that's probably going to suit well for her. Uh, hopefully, she's learned from the last fight and uh, can avo- can avoid taking that big shot. Um, I just I have to think that it's time. It's Rose's time. I think it's kind of like the uh, Frank Edgar BJ Penn. I just think like Frank Edgar, he just had BJ figured out, and I kind of think that this is the same situation with Rose and Joanna where. Rose has just got Johanna's number. I don't think she's going to beat her. I just, I just think that, that Rose is just coming up into her. She's really, she's come up and developed into her own kind of fighter, and I don't think that she's going to be beat for a while. I could be wrong, but I kind of feel like um, we're going to see a similar result as we saw in the previous fight. Now, what does Johanna do from there? Maybe she goes to 125 pounds. She says that the cut's been killing her anyway. Maybe that is, maybe it isn't. I'm not sure. 
but uh, I just don't see her winning. I, I think I think uh, Rose is at least going to reign supreme over the strawweight division for a while. Um, I see her winning. I don't know if she'll necessarily knock her out again, but I would not be surprised if she did so. So I think I think Rose probably defends her belt, man. I think she looks real good and real strong, and uh, she wins. And finally, we are on to Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Max Holloway, the 145-pound champion. This is a, a super interesting fight. Um, I kind of like this fight better than the Ferguson fight. Uh, but Khabib, he's 29 years old, five foot ten, 155 pounds. He's got 25 wins against zero losses. Of those 25 wins, he's pretty even. He's got he's got eight KOs, he's got eight submissions, he's got nine decisions. Um, his most recent win was over Edson Barboza, and that was by way of decision. Before that, he TKO'd Daryl Horcher, and he submitted Michael Johnson. Um, everybody wants to talk about how Khabib can be hit, and he can, you know, because Michael Johnson put him down with a punch. But that's also, um, apparently it was a really rough weight cut. We don't know how, how drained he was. We don't know where he was physically uh, given that weight cut with Michael Johnson. So that could have had something to do with his chin. Uh, against Edson Barboza, he looked like a, like a cyborg. He looked crazy, man. The, to do that to, to Edson Barboza, and you could see on Edson Barboza's face, just like, the holy fuck, what have I done to deserve this? I mean, he, he really controlled him, every aspect of that fight. And it's kind of crazy to, to when you look at it, because when Khabib's on top of you, it's not like he's got like this smush kind of weight on top. He's kind of on his knees, and he's punching in the face. But even though he's giving you space to get up, you still can't. It must be the most the most helpless feeling ever. Um, I mean, obviously, Khabib's Khabib's Khabib, man. I, I don't I don't think Max Holloway's going to beat him. But Max Holloway also doesn't have anything to lose in this fight. Look, he's a 145 pound champ. He's coming up in weight to fight a monster who, according to Brendan Schaub, even 185 pound fighters can't beat him. You know, not not on six days' notice. So you got to look at that and go, you know, he's got nothing to lose. If he win, lose, or draw, he looks like a legend. He looks like a like a fighter's fighter, and he and he's gonna he's gonna get some shine off of that. Uh, currently, Max is a young dude at 26 years old. He's five foot eleven, 145, very tall for the weight division. Uh, of course, this will be at 155. He has 19 wins and three losses. Of those 19 wins, nine by way of KO, two submission wins, and eight decisions. Of his three losses, he's got one submission and two decisions. Uh, he's currently on like 11 or 12 fight win streak. His last loss was in 2013 to Conor McGregor. Um, that was by decision. That was a decision loss. Since then, he's just been he's been killing everybody. Um, Cole Miller, Cub Swanson, Charles Olivier, Jeremy Stevens, Ricardo Lamas, Anthony Pettis, and did Jose Aldo twice. He's pretty uh, amazing, dude, man. And he's he's beat the who's who of the 145 pound division. Can he compete at 155 pounds? I think he can. Um, under normal circumstances, not against Khabib. I think Khabib probably beats everybody in the 155, 170-pound division in terms of just just true work ethic and, and grind and, and just beating your brains out. I don't I don't see how Max can, can stop his takedown. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, 
you know, in the in the open workouts, people were talking about how Max was kind of huffing and puffing, and he wasn't really working hard. I don't know if that's because uh, he was sandbagging, like he was trying to, you know, give the perception that he's out of shape. He didn't look out of shape, and and Max Holloway does not strike me as the kind of guy that gets ready. I think he kind of stays ready. I think he's ready to fight all the time. If he if he um, puts on a boxing clinic in this fight, I would be. Uh, Man, that would be tremendous. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I just, I just see Khabib kind of just storming him. I don't, I don't know if he finishes him. He probably could, but I think, obvi- I mean, the obvious thing here is Khabib. Man, he's a a negative four seventy five favorite. Holloway's a plus three seventy five underdog. Um, if you're better, I don't know if there's any. I just don't know if that's a safe bet, but. I think uh, I think Max Holloway is a super legend, and I think for what he's doing on six days notice, take this monster uh, is pretty impressive. I don't I don't think he's gonna win, but I don't think he has anything to lose. So other than some lumps and some bruises, but I think uh, I think you're looking at a hundred fifty five pound champion that probably beats up Tony Ferguson and and beats up Conor McGregor for that matter. So uh, it could be. I'll I'll say I say by the TKO. I bet you war of attrition towards the later rounds. He he, he could probably just uh, punch him to death on the ground and uh, and get get Max out of there. But we'll see. Um, other than that, that is my UFC two two three preview. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll probably have a post show as well. So I'll check you guys later.